Welcome to the Kingdom Living Podcast, a production of Kingdom Life Ministries International of Elizabethtown, Kentucky, headed by Senior Pastors Dr. Ray and Lillian Romero. In this episode we are pleased to have Pastor Bill Templeton as our featured speaker. He will be teaching on the will of God. But before we begin, our very own Pastor Nusan, who will start things off. Here now is Pastor Nusan. Welcome you today. This week, while I was thinking uh, of the way that God deals with human beings in all of their own era, and at times the Bible says, given it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down in. But sometimes in our modern context, we forget how sometimes it looks like. Everybody understand? Yeah. We forget where, it, it depends on where you are at in life. It depends on your location, the country you are living with. But I woke up in the house I woke up in, I said, I, I didn't have the access. It to me is access. Everybody hear, hear me? It's yeah. the access that somebody let me borrow the amount of money that I needed to buy the house that I have. Right. Yes. Right. In my text, in the context of my life, that's what it looked to me. Mm-hmm. That opened up that window of heaven mm-hmm. to the car that I buy. I didn't have the money to buy it. Yes. But God gave me access to somebody else's bank account. And I was able to buy it. I just got to pay it back. Yeah. But at the moment that I needed a vehicle to buy, to buy the vehicle that I'm yes. driving. Yes. Or to buy the house that I'm, I live in. I needed access to funds. So God opened up somebody else's wallet and let me store some money so I could buy the house that I have and the car that I'm driving. Yes. Pending that we have an agreement that I'm going to pay you back. I had to put that in context of the way we are living and the day life we're living today. So a lot of people forget that sometimes. We forget that's how our society is. And to each its own. Yes. But that's what I reflected on this week. Yes. And that had an impression on me. I got to thank God even the more. Yes. For just access. Mm-hmm. I got access to other people's wallet. Are you listening this yes. morning? Yes. And I got other, other people's bank account because that's the life we are living. Yes. So I thank God for that. But as I brought up earlier, we were, Bishop was talking about the holies of holies this morning. And he was talking about... Um, the, what truth from the tabernacle about the atonement of sin. Yes. And Psalms 119 came to my spirit this morning Excellent. because we often forget some of the things David brought yes. to life. <laughs> and David says, The heavens declares the glory of God. Yes, the skies proclaim the work of his hand. Day after day they pour out forth speech. Yes. Right now they are talking. The yes. heaven is talking no, and they pour in our speech. Yes. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voices goes out in the earth, in all the earth. Their words are the ends of the world. In the heavens, God has pitched a tent for the sun. It is like a bridegroom coming up out of his chamber, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. He rises at one end of the heavens and makes his circuit to the other. Nothing is deprived of his warmth. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't feel the warmth, but some, it's somewhere out there. Yes, it is. It's hey. somewhere out there. The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. 
The precepts of the Lord are right, yes. giving joy to the heart. Yes. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving the light of, to the eye. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. By them your servant is warned, and keeping them there is a great reward. But who can discern their own errors? This is the life we are living on today. Sometimes we cannot even discern our own errors. And so we lack accountability yes. in what we're doing. This is the age we're living in right now. It is that way, Pastor. Everything seems right in our own mind. <laughs> Everything we do seems right to us. So the text is, who can discern their own errors? Forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sins. Yes. May they not rule over me. That's why I, this text this morning that Bishop was going over impressed me this morning. Because we got to constantly pray that God keep us from willful sin. Because Apostle Paul says, I do the things I'm not supposed to be doing. The very things I'm supposed to do, I don't do it. Because that's my nature as a human being. I'm told, I'm, I run towards doing the wrong things every day. But David is praying this morning, God... Keep your servant also from willful sin, and may they not rule over me. Then I will be blameless, innocent of great transgression. May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. Lord, my rock and my redeemer. I'm bringing this text into your spirit this morning because of the Sunday school. The Sunday school was about the atonement of our sins. Yes. But yet David is saying, God, keep me from willfully sinning. Because I will, my nature is to go run after doing the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. And this 2020, 2023, on the new you, I want to pray this prayer in my spirit. God, yes. help me to stay away from willful sin. Yeah. Help me to prevent me. Help Holy Spirit, help me prevent me from running after doing the wrong thing. Yes. After you. the wrong crowd. Yes. After doing the things that are pleasing to my own sight. Yes. My own errors. So this morning, I wanted to reach out and share this text with you because it was impressed upon my spirit to do so. So this morning, we thank you. Heavenly Father, gracious Lord, oh God, our Father, you that is Alpha and Omega, who does beginning and the end, God, we thank you right now. God, we thank you for coming with us on today at Kingdom Life Ministries International. In the absence of our pastors, we are praying for them right now. We are praying for, during their traveling, God, that you give them mercy, God. We are praying for Sister Sandy. We are praying for all of those right now that are not here, that are normally with us, oh God. We are praying, God, in behalf, that you protect them, that you guide them, oh God. That you lead them into all your truth and your righteousness, Father, right now. Father, right now we pray for Ukraine, God. We pray for the, all the shellings that come in their way. That their land is being destroyed before their land, before their own eye, oh God. Father, right now we pray for Syria. We pray for, oh God, that whole region, oh God. We pray for.
for Turkey, oh God, right now, Father, that, that experience in chaos. And let's look in towards the heaven to see where their help is coming from on today, God. But yet, you're the only one that can move the nations right now. You're the only one that can move people right now, Father. That will send help their way, God. That will send strength their way, oh God. That will strength something, their sustenance their way right now. Father, you're the only one that can move nations. You're the only one that can move the hearts of man. So, Father, we are praying right now. We're praying that you will guide some heart, that you will guide some hands, that you will guide some might, God, that you will send help their way right now, that they will see your light, oh God, at the end of the tunnel. Amen. So, Father, we're praying for our body of believers. And, Father, I'm already praying, oh God, for, for, the, for Bishop that will bring on the word, oh God. Yes. Let him bring a mighty word, oh God, yes. that, will, that will shape, that will shape our hearts, oh God, to towards change. So, Father, we pray on today, and we bless your name, God, because you're holy and you're righteous, Father. Uh, we thank you in Jesus' name, and everybody says amen. 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 So, thank you for joining us again. Everybody in this, in this building is, is worshiping with you on today as Sister Linda, as Pastor Linda comes and continue in, in our exaltation on today. Right after Sister Linda's over, Bishop's going to come and start bringing the word on for us on today. May God bless you and you reach on to you. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, let's give God a good hand clap, huh? Let him know that we're here today. Amen. 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 <laughs> he knows. But the thing of it is, is uh, I was uh, thinking about um, hope. When he was talking about the country, yeah. you know, um, talking about over there, you know, they don't see hope. Mm -hmm. Some do. Some do. But not all. But they don't see hope. Because they see all shambles. They yeah. see death. They Chaos. see all this. Amen. But hallelujah, yeah. there's life. There's God. And there's hope. And I had a scripture that popped up on my screen on my phone earlier. And uh, when I was uh, reading it, it comes from Romans 8, 24. And listen to this. And somebody had testified to me earlier this morning about hope and about faith and trust. Mm -hmm. And so it says hope means that we must trust and wait for what is still unseen. Mm -hmm. Even though it's destruction, even though it's all of that, but we must wait and see the new, see what else is coming up, you know? give up hope on your situation right now mm -hmm. because there's life after okay there's life in that hope mm -hmm. there's life in it and so we have life with God that's where our life comes from but that's what we need to do we need to see that and we need to know that God is real he, he is all of our struggles are real but so is God so is God amen, amen. You know? so is God so out there on Facebook, so is God. God is real. Yes, your struggles are real. Yes, timing. A lot of times we think, where is God going to show up? You know, when are you going to show up? And guess what? He's already there. Mm -hmm. So timing is already there. So, yeah, your struggles are real, but so is God. God is real. He, he will help you. He will help you through it. So in Matthew 19, 26, and Jesus was talking to the disciples. And he was saying, looking at them, that's what he was doing. He was looking at them. Mm -hmm. And Jesus said, 
with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Right. But with God, yeah. all things are possible. And that's what we need to realize to this morning, that with everything that's going on in our lives, every destruction, every little struggle, every little pain, whatever we got going on, God is still real. God will make things possible when we see impossibility. But everybody here this morning? Yeah. We have yep. we have God. We know. We know He's in our hearts, He's in our lives, and He's doing something. He's doing something here today. He's moving He's moving the city. He's moving yes. the city for you live. He's moving things in your in in the city, in the churches, in the government, whatever. But the thing is, yeah, God is real. And he's doing it. Yeah. He's doing it. We just gotta walk it out. We gotta trust. We gotta believe. So don't lose your hope. Believe that God is on the scene. And the struggles are real, but so is God. I love that saying. Yeah. And I walk around all, all the time. The other day I was walking around. This is struggle. God is real. Amen. I'll make it through this one. You know? But here's the thing is, we praise God. Amen. We praise mm -hmm. God and we thank Him. We thank Him this morning. Everybody thank Him this morning. Amen. 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 Okay. So God is real. So Facebook right. Live, God is real. Here yeah. in the building, God is real. Yes. Amen. Right. Hallelujah. Amen. So we praise God for that. And so we welcome uh, Bishop up to the podium here. He's got a good word for us this morning, and we thank him for his word, and I thank everyone for being here. Amen? Amen. 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 So God is good. That everybody is good. say that. God is good. All the time. Yes. All the time. Okay. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Yes. Running a little bit slow this morning. Should have been a bit, bit faster. But thank you, thank you all for being with us this morning, and, and for those of you who are joining us on Facebook Live this morning, thank you for for, for joining us. Um, the Lord had given me a, a question, and uh, I wanted to make sure that, that we had the opportunity to explore that question. So that's what we're going to do today. So before we get started, Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the mercies of this day. We thank you for the graces of this day. We thank you, Father God, for your, your blessings. Thank you for protecting us over the dangerous highways. And we look at all the death and the destruction and all the things that have happened to us since we were together the last time. And we bless you, Father God, because you've been gracious to us. You've protected our lives. You've protected our families. You've protected everything that we are, Father God. We bless you. We bless you for the young folks who have come, who have given you, given who, who you have blessed, Father to, to, to come before you this day and to be blessed in, in, in this time. But we thank you that you blessed them, you protected their lives because Satan was to destroy the lives of our young people. And we love and we bless you, Father God, that you consciously have blessed and protected them and brought them, brought them here to this time. And for all of us also, for keeping us over dangerous highways and from dangerous seen and dangerous unseen, uh, the guy who's angry with the gun uh, was sent someplace else rather than in the places where we were, Father. And so we thank you and we bless you for it. We acknowledge you as our God. We acknowledge our Lord Jesus as our Lord and our Redeemer. We acknowledge the Holy Spirit as our Keeper and as our Blesser and as our Counselor. We thank you, Father. We thank you for all the things you do, that you are. 
all things you've done. I ask you to bless this word, open our eyes and open our understanding. Let's come before you, Father God, with our hearts open, with our eyes and our hearts and our minds open, and our ears open, that we may be able to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church this day. Father, I ask that you would empty me out now of everything that I am. If there be anything in me that's unrighteous, I confess it and repent for it, as you will wash me in the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, as we come before you into your inner circle and into your inner central, Father God, to hear from you directly. We thank you for everything you are, and we bless you for being our God. We kneel before you only, and we bless you with all of our lives. In the, in, in, in the name, in the name of our Lord, our risen Savior, and our Redeemer, the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray this prayer. Amen. Amen. I thank the Lord for, for this day and opportunity to, to be before you because as our pastor has us in a study, and, and that study is called The New You, and that is really, really good, but, but um, and inside of finding the new you, um, you know, there's, there's, a, you know, there's a question about, well, I want, I want to do the new you, but I want to be able to understand uh, the me and, 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 and how that fits into the, the question of the new you. And so, because me and the new me is only significant in what I find in God, my question is, is well, doing God's will. Because I want to do God's will. The new me wants to do God's will. But the question is, how do we do that? You know? It's like, well, I want to do God's will, but okay, but how do I do that? How do I find myself doing that? Okay, and so our question today is just that. How do I do God's will? How do I find out God's will? And so I, I wanted to discuss this, and, I, I, and the Lord sent me because you know that, that, that I'm kind of a... A weeds guy, and, and so uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of different questions about how is it that I find out what God's will is. So we're going to discuss that because there's some pretty interesting uh, concepts about how you how you figure out God's will, and I wanted to kind of discuss those. And so that's what we're going to do today. How to know God's will, and, and this is and, and, and with everything else that God has set in place, um, there's principles that fit it when we work. We have military people here, and we have business people here, and, 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 and we have technicians, and, and, and we have other people here. And all those things, all those different uh, 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 disciplines require principles that if you do these things, basically it's going to work. Mm -hmm. So God has principles. He set these things down before us and said these are the waypoints. If, if, if you know, if you're doing these things, then you can expect that I am going to react to, to a certain way. Some of them are called laws, some of them are called commandments, uh, 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 and things of that sort. But there's different things that God has said before us. And so if you do these things, I would do this. So, so the part of this covenant is, 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 is unilateral because you've got a part to do and I've got a part to do. But if you make sure that you do your part, I'll do mine. So God's will, knowing how to know God's will. Principle one is that God's will is not hidden. So that's the, yes. that's the first law of law because sometimes we feel like God's will is like just something that we and we have to do all the rest of the stuff too and kind of find it and kind of find it. And, and, but, but the scripture says that the, that the will of the Lord is known 
uh, is known, and, and, and you don't have to go up and get it, and you don't have to go you don't have to bring it down here because it's already in our hearts. So first, the principle one is that God's will is not hidden. Principle two is, 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 is everything about God's will is geared towards restoration and relationship. As we talked about it this morning, when God was uh, 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 speaking to Moses and they were uh, constructing the tabernacle where his holy presence would be, uh, and they put all, all those things together, and they have a, 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 the, the container for his law, which was the ark, but on top of his law, they put the mercy seat. So it, that shows that his intent was before you ever get to the, to, to the law, you come to mercy. You find mercy. You find mercy first. Okay, so mercy is always first. The relationship is, and he says, that at the mercy seat, in between the cherubim, I'm going to meet you. I'm not going to meet you in the law. I'm going to meet you on the top. I'm going to meet you at the mercy seat. So you will be see that restoration and relationship is God's instinct. That's the instinct. I want to be back where we were talking to each other every single day. When you can call on me and I would be there when we walked in the cool of the evening and discussed what happened during the daytime. When you say, hey God, how are you doing? And I said, hey, hey Bill, how are you doing? When we discussed those things, when I was your God and when he was my God and I'm his son, back to that place. When I could discuss every single thing that happened to him. He wants to go back to that. Principle three is that God cannot lie, and this is what we need to know. And with everything else that's happening to us, because our world seems crazy and, and nothing, everything is moving around, and we can't keep anything, we can't be sure of anything, these three things we can be sure of. God cannot lie. Right. He cannot die. Yeah. And he cannot fail. Right. That's right. Those three things. God can't lie. Mm -hmm. So his word is always true. What he said, what he said, he will do constantly, always, inviolate. He cannot die. He's always going to be with us, and he cannot fail. That's a, that's good news right there. So, so, so a couple of different things comes up to it, and we're getting into the questions of it. He says, so, so then why does he give us specifics? It seems like it seems like he says, well, what kind of kind of go well but he says that his word is a light into our pathway but the light doesn't light up the entire road we're driving and you've got those nice big trucks the brothers got that nice big truck they got the halogen lights on it and stuff like that he's driving down the road but it's pitch black but it, it doesn't give him five miles down the road there but it gives him the first part right there to where he needs to be able to see as he goes forward so that light constantly shows him constantly shows him and as he proceeds down there that light constantly shows him so that's what the word of the Lord is. Come but there's a reason for that. Yes. There's a reason for that. He says, because God, God has a higher priority on our being transformed than us, than us being informed. He wants to make sure that we have a relationship and that what's happening to our lives, he wants to make sure that the stuff that will happen to our lives is real. It's real. Whatever you're dealing with, it's a real thing. But he wants to, he wants to make sure that, he, that you understand that he's working in that thing. So whatever that thing is, whatever the substance of that thing is, he's controlling that. But he wants to make sure that we're not con that we're not controlled by that thing. So it, when we find out, when we're trying to look to see what, what his will is for our life and what we should do and how we should proceed for what these different things of it is, he wants to make sure that whatever that situation is transforms us into his image rather than 
waiting to see what that's supposed to be. So rather than getting ourselves concerned about how it is, how that thing's going to work out, our constant, our constant frame of mind should be, what's he doing in it? What's he doing in it? How does he bring me to that point? So information is more important than a transfer, a transformation is more than information. Uh, Paul says, uh, do not be conformed uh, to the world of being transformed by the renewing of your mind. And the renewing of your mind says that I don't have to have all the information. But I, what I do have to have is a relationship with God who has all the information. That's, the, 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 that's where it's supposed to be. So I don't have to know it all. I, I can know God who knows it all. But, 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 but there's, something, there's something else in this conversation that's, that's going to allow us to see that a lot clearer. And I hope that, 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 you, that you kind of, and I want us to keep this because I want to make sure that even after I finish talking here, that you can go back and go back through the references here and see this because God wants us to know what his will is. Because once we understand what his will is, we're going to understand what's happening in our heads. Because a lot of stuff is floating around our heads and we're wondering, what, and wondering where's this coming from? Where's this coming from? And you're going to find out that it's coming from God. A pastor said it a couple of weeks ago that your desires is a reflection of God's will for your life in this conversation that the Lord has given us. So look at, he tells us how that process occurs. Because when he said that, when Pastor Newsom said that a couple of weeks ago, I said, that, that sounds pretty profound. My God, well, well what is that? That, that? That's huge. And so inquiries, well, how does that work? And so in this conversation is how that comes to be. And I want to understand that. Because those things are just to marry that thing that you want to do, that thing that you wake up in the morning and say, oh, man, I really want to do this, I really want to do this, because this is happening. And why can't, why can't I get this out of my head? Because God has put that in your mind. But this is, we're going to understand how that happens and then how we keep that. And, so, and then also how we, kind of, how we get to know that that's exactly what's happening to us. Right. So full stop, okay? So there's a couple of... And, and, we start talking about the will of God, and we hear stuff, and some of it is kind of hokey, and some of it is kind of ridiculous, but we hear things, and I want to make sure that we talk about those things, because we hear people say things, and it's like, really? Okay, so, the will of God is often referred to in sometimes humorous terms, okay? Uh, there is a serendipitous, 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 serendipitous uh, 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 event, and, ser and serendipity means chance. Okay, so uh, serendipity it says. Um, so some people say, well, if I want to know what the will of the God is, you know, since the Lord has the Bible, so I take I take the Bible, I open the Bible up, and the first thing that happens here is what happens. So, uh, but you know, this 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 one of the, the examples of this was was when the pastor was saying, you're walking down the street. And you're saying, Lord, I want to know your will. I want to know your will. And as you're walking down the street, you slip on a banana peel. And you fall in, on the ground. And as you land on the ground, there's a, there's a newspaper article laying in the street there. And the newspaper paper article says, uh, uh, there's an earthquake in Venezuela. And you're saying, oh, my God. So the Lord wants me to be a missionary to Venezuela. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Duh. Okay. And so, but it says, it's as, as ridiculous as that. And no, that's not true. Okay. Uh, the next one is a, a specific uh, points or, or, or chance, and we call it dots and points. Dots and points says, uh, well, uh, the Lord said this, and the Lord said this, and this happens over here, and that happens over there. So, let's see. If this dot 
context to that thought and that thought, okay, well, I'm supposed to do this. And so then you constantly are trying to uh, uh, fix the dots together, and, and that is, is how you determine God's will. And that also is not correct. It's not going to do stuff like that. And the last part, last and not least, okay, is um, the wall-to-wall, the wall-to-wall finding of God's will. And the wall-to-wall, and we've seen it, as you've seen the, the, the little cartoon characters, and, he, and, and so it's a little wind-up toy, and he goes over here, and he hits that wall, and it doesn't work, and he turns around, and he hits that wall, and he turns around, and he hits that wall, and he turns around, and he hits that wall. And as though we were supposed to keep hitting our heads against the wall, we'll try this, hit this, don't, don't work, I'm going to do something else, boom, it don't work. Right. How much time have you wasted doing that? And the Lord said, that's not the way you find my will either. And because we continue to, to do that until we finally decide, well, this wall didn't hurt me as much as those walls did, and so this must be what it is. No, that's not the way it's supposed to work either. So all those things, all those things are not, are not the way that we find out what the will of the Lord is. Full stop. You see, as, it, as in the request, as in the, as in the request, because the Lord wants us to understand what it is that he's doing. So the question here was, was the psalmist, uh, David said, uh, uh, there's, a, there's a question here uh, 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 in, the, uh, uh, in the scriptures, and the disciples came to the Lord and said, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us how to pray. I mean, teach us to pray. Not how to pray, but to pray. And so David also says, here he says, Lord, teach me to do your will. So if he's teaching me to do your will, obviously the understanding of how to do that is there. And so because he didn't teach me how to do your will, he says, Lord, teach me to do your will. And so it says, well, well, and the Lord himself says, well, I'm not seek my own, but I came to do the will of him. That sent me. So I came to do the will of him that sent me. So he, I, he already understood what that was. Mm-hmm. And, the note, and, and, and the inference here is that in our prayer, when we pray, Lord, teach me to do your will, is teach me to empower, empower me to do your will. Teach me how to learn, how to put myself into a position, as our brother says, it's a process. How to go through the process to position myself to understand what your will is. So that is what our conversation today is going to be how do I position myself to be able to know what the will of the Lord is? Clarity is provided in the letters of Paul or when he's making a request before the Lord and he's talking to the people in Rome, the church of Rome, and he says, and by the will of God, I'm going to come to you. So this is not something special, but he's saying that because I'm living myself and because I'm living my life in a certain way. The Lord is going to give me the, the, the information that I need. Because I'm living my life in a certain way, the Lord is going to give me the information that I need, or he's going to open the doors that I need to go through. So I'm not going to have to sit there and go there. Well, I think the Lord, I think that this is what I'm supposed to do, and you, you're about five miles down the road before you realize, well, man, that wasn't it at all. So you have to walk back five miles and then go back from that place and go in a different direction. And the Lord don't want us doing that. He wants to do that. I have to make a decision. I have to move to Germany. And then we'll wonder, well, well whether or not you're going to move to Germany, whether or not you're going to move to Germany and do this. But again, in my spirit, I did not feel like it was a time because the provision of things of that sort that I needed to do was not there at that point. Now, I could have went ahead and did it and expected that those things were going to work before, but I can't do that because I'm not sure. And, because, and if I don't have a peace 
about what it is that I'm supposed to do that I'm not supposed to do it because there's peace in the will of God. Amen. So I had to wait on that. The Amen. Apostle Paul writes, he says, live the rest of one's life after, uh, after redemption, no longer in the flesh, but for the will of God. So again, he's teaching us now that if I'm going to live this way, if I'm going to live doing the will of God, if I'm going to be seeking the will of God, then I have to make sure I'm, I'm living outside of myself. I have to fast. I have to pray. I have to be in the Spirit of God. I have to be in the presence of God. I have to be in His Word. That doesn't mean walk around with the Bible in front of your face all day long, but what it does mean is that I'm, I'm, I'm sanctifying myself before the Lord. I'm before Him consciously. I'm giving Him time consciously in the morning or during the daytime to I'm quiet before Him because He ain't going to scream. He's not going to compete with all the rest of the noise in your life. But he's going to meet you. If you will meet him, he'll meet you. And so it, it, it becomes a relationship. It's, it, and so it is that way. Uh, finally, uh, finally uh, believers are, 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 are to stand perfect and fully assured in the, the will of God. Okay? And that's Colossians 4 and 12. The Psalms 1 and 19. And in each one of these different instances that I've been talking to you about, there's a person that's standing there saying, Father, teach me your will. Let me to do your will. I want to do your will. I want to understand what it is. Let me know what it is. So all those things and all these and all these questions, all these questions are us saying, Lord, I want to do something for you, but I, but I don't want to waste my time. And I don't want to waste my resources. When I, when I step out, I want to be sure that this is what you want me to do. How do we get there? Don't ask if God loves me. Uh, why this is so, but we need to change it to because God loved me. This is the situation. So when we find ourselves, when we find ourselves in different situations, we have to make sure that our mindset, our mindset is God-centered, is God-focused, and things of that sort. So knowing the will of God again causes us. If, if we wish to know that, we have to make sure. We have to make sure that we are in a place of understanding that. We have to make, and I'll say that again, we have to make sure that we are in a place of understanding that. And right. so that causes us to be sanctified. That causes us to be reading the Word of God. That causes us to, 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 to be fasting for the Lord. And the fasting does not change God, but what it does is slows us down enough and quiets us down enough to where we can hear His Word and to hear Him saying for us. And so that, that's what it is. And that, so those are the things that the finance is doing. All, all the scripture assumes that God is with us and that he loves us. And so we basically goes back through uh, all, all the different things and, and, and verifying and verifying again um, in our lives and, and in the different situations that we are in God and, God and God's with us. And so when we're looking for his will and trying to understand what his will is, again, we have to make sure that we are in a, a place where I'm walking with him. So because God loves me, this phrase changes everything. It reorientates the heart and turns our life Godwards. Everything has to be through uh, uh, the lens of, and I call it um, a, a new lens of the fact that God loves me. That should be the bottom line of all of it. God is not angry with me. God is not, is not punishing me. God is not holding me accountable for the stuff that I did last week or two weeks ago or two days ago or two minutes ago if I repented but that he loves me, and that if I confess those things before him, that my relationship is back with him. And so I'm in a place now to hear what he's saying so that I will understand what his will is. 
Truth, all things work together for the good of those who love him, but are called according to his purpose and his will. And also, again, rather than rather than uh, God's rather than seek for God's answer for things, we have to make sure that we're understanding here of uh, 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 our questions. And our questions sh should be these. What is God doing in my suffering? What can I learn from this trial or event? Uh, in the new lenses, it says that by faith, now believing by faith, that by trials are given out of love, consciously looking for good that God is bringing through suffering. Okay, and it is then that I must remind myself that my afflictions are producing an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison, and that God has a purpose for His will. So again, all these statements that I'm giving you now is what's required for us to get ourselves into a position to where we can now hear what God is saying. All these words, all these words I've given you so far is, is what we need to do to make sure that, that, that we're positioning ourselves into a place where God, where we can know what God's will is for our lives. Final thought, when God brings trials into your lives, don't question his love and turn away. God is doing something in you that is great. Points of reference, because God, because the Lord is with you, the Lord loves you, everything, everything that happens to you is filled with divine purpose. Every single thing that happens to you during the daytime, when it says that this is the day that the Lord has made, that's what it means. God made this day for you to live in. Every single person, every single scene, every single situation that happens to you has been filtered through his love. The second part of it is that every trial you endure has passed through his loving hands. And so, so again, the day that the Lord has made, that's what it means. And, and so now we are positioning ourselves to be able to understand the why. Then why no clarity? And the answer to this is love. If God made his will for our specific reasons uh, more explicit, we would tend to be focused more on what we do or how we get there than why. Okay? And again, why? Again, and there's love. Uh, we're not sure, but uh, we might have making decisions based on what we really love. Okay, so when we look back on our lives, and, and if we're not being really, really uh, 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 focused on God, we wind up going according to our emotions. Well, how I feel about this, well, I feel about this, I feel about this, but we haven't really gotten ourselves to a place to where we are completely sure that this is God's will. So we ask ourselves, we ask ourselves constantly, and we have to constantly ask ourselves, Lord, am I in your will? Am, am I doing your will? Is this you? And, and, and the Lord's been, his requirement is to get back with us and let us know yes or no or change. But we have to be in a place where we can hear him. And so that's what's important. To understand the concept of the will of God, there are two paths that must be understood. And so now, and now we're going into the paths of how we understand the will of God. First, the first path is God's sovereign will. God's sovereign will, and this is something that, that happens independent of mankind. First, first the, sovereign, the, the, the sovereign, inviolate, and determined will of God is, is the creation. We look at things that he's done that had nothing to do with mankind. So, uh, so the sovereign will of God is the creation of mankind, the world, all the rest of stuff that, that happened in it, and that is him. He did that by himself. That's his will, uh, as done by the counsel of his own mind. Mm -hmm. That's his will. And so we had no part of that whatsoever. That's true. Uh, the word of God, the, the heavens were made, and, and all, all, all the first of them uh, were, were made by the breath of his mouth. Again, 
one of the scriptures that actually show about what this means about the sovereign will of God. And this first part of it is, is just examples of what the sovereign will of God means. When we start talking about how to know the will of God, we have to understand what the two different parts of it is. The first part, again, is I was speaking about what God does just because he's God. Mm-hmm. Verse 10, this is his will. The Lord nullifies the counsel of the nations. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart from generation are from generation to generation. This is God's decretive will, and it's, and it's called his determinate will. Uh, the determinate inviolate, uh, inviolate will of God uh, is, is also uh, his, his uh, sovereignty. So, again, verse 10, his will. The Lord nullifies the counsel of the nations. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his hearts are from generation to generation. He says, this is God's decretive will, his determinate inviolate will, which is, which is his sovereignty. Isaiah 46 and 9, he says, I am God, and there is none like me. Again, again, he's showing his, his sovereignty at that point. Mm-hmm. Ephesians 1 and 11, God does all things according to his purpose, working all things according to the counsel of his will. Again, this is what God does right. just because he's God. And why, why he did that? Mm-hmm. He answers that to himself and to no one else. <laughs> History was created. Jesus. History and the created universe uh, moved from divine, from divine end, end, beginning to divine end, and God has control over all of those uh, events. So basically, those are the things that are happening inside of the uh, what we call the uh, the sovereign will of God. The second part is where we come into it: God's permissive will, and, and this is, these are the things that are called enabled, and, and, and basically God's. Permissive will is something that he's done himself, uh, that he does with mankind, but he's allowing mankind to be a part of these things. Second, God's will for mankind, revealing his holy law, that which is written and that was maybe known, and it determines, okay, the revelation of of what he he actually desires for man. And so this is where the law comes from. This is where the law comes from. And it's not contingent at all upon man's accomplishment. So even when we screw this up, it continues to work. It continues to work. Okay, he gives us a part. He gives us a part, and then he he allows us to be a part of it. But this is the part of his will that he allows man to uh, be a part of. The fundamental principles for knowing the will of God, okay, as prescribed by his laws and his word. So we, we, we probably, we're giving you a picture now of of how we are supposed to present ourselves and and to and, to, and how our lives are supposed to go in order to be. Uh, able to access uh, uh, the will of God. And then as things come into our lives, uh, how we're supposed to think about those things so that when events do happen in our lives, we can approach them with the mind of Christ. The third part of it now is is the fundamentals. And we've got to get into the fundamentals. The the fundamental principles for knowing the perfect will of God as prescribed by his laws and his word. So basically this is the this is the real part of the prelogue that I was giving you earlier. There are six fundamentals to God's will, and he wants you to know them, okay? He is able to know them. He wants us to know them. Because this is, this is, this is the open book test. This is where the judgment comes into it, mm. okay? And these, this is the part of the open book test that we have. No, they are, in effect, a truth table with, with connectors. So if anyone of you have all ever taken... Uh, College, college classes or whatever, is something that's called a truth table. A truth table basically are 
a list of facts. These things are absolutely truth, absolutely truth, and these things all all build upon each other. Uh, the, the other truth table that we have is not called that, but it's called the Sermon on the Mount, <coughs> the Beatitudes. Those those are ten things that, that are happening in in succession. You have to have the one without the other. Those same things, blessed are thou, blessed are thou, blessed are those. If you miss number two, you can't go to number three. If you don't have number four, you can't go to number five. Because they are a truth table and they are in succession. These six fundamentals are a truth table. And we have to make sure that if we're looking for the word of God, if we're looking for the, for the will of God, we have to make sure that we have positioned ourselves in here. These are principles. And these principles are inviolate. And what the Spirit of the Lord is saying is that if we are finding ourselves in these principles, then knowing His will is going to be automatic to us. Mm. Mm -hmm. This is how we place ourselves in order to know that. Mm. Principle number one is that all be saved. God's will is that we believe by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and through Him we are delivered, redeemed from the domination of sin, death, destruction, and hell. We are saved from sin. Okay, mm -hmm. we are saved from the wrath of God, and we are redeemed from the dominion of sin. We are not saved from sin yet, because we won't be there, because sin still has an opportunity to infect and, and to be a part of our life. But we are saved from the wrath of God, and we are saved from the penalty of sin. So as long as we decide then that we're not going to sin, or if we do sin, confess that sin, and put our relationship back with God, then that is what we have here. Okay? But, so, but... The first principle for all the things that we're talking about here and on the, the will of God is that we be saved. And if you're not saved, then none of these things matter to you because this is not something that you can appropriate for your life whatsoever. If you're not in the army, no army regulations out there matters to you whatsoever. All the things, all the benefits that come with being in the army, and all those things you can do, you can walk in there and say, hey, I, you know, I want to go to do this, I want to do this. Uh, do you, are you in the army? No, but you can't do that. Okay. So the first thing that God wants to have, and the first thing that's inviolate when you know the will of God, is that you have to be saved. John, John 2 and 12, the world pass away and the lust thereof, but, but he that doeth the will of God abides forever. And, 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 what it, and what is that? Is that that will to have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So again, what is the will of God? That we have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So again, the world pass away, and the lust thereof, and the lust means that all the things that you would desire in the world. So the world pass away, and all the things that you would desire in the world passes away. But he that doeth the will of God, what is the will of God? That we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Abides forever. We will live forever if our belief is in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is where our salvation comes. Our salvation is not in anything that we do, but because by grace we are saved. Not works. Not works, but by grace we are saved. So let's see the man some questions. So, so we have to make sure that we are there. John, John 6, uh, 38 to 34. I came down from heaven, not to do my own will, but to the will of him that sent me. And that will, of course, is that uh, he should die for our sins that would give us the opportunity that, to be safe, safe, uh, uh, believe in him. The first and second primary will of God is that mankind beholds, accepts, believes, and have faith in the, uh, the Son that all may have eternal life. No, the unbeliever's heart can never know the will of God. So if you're an unbeliever, the will of God is not important to you, and you can't know the will of God. Eyes have seen, ears have heard, 
what, and never has entered into the hearts of men what the Lord will have to them. That statement has nothing to do with those who are not saved. Those who, 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 who don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. It doesn't have anything to do with you because you can't, you can't, you can't know it. Because the Spirit of God has to be inside of you in order for you to know these things. The point number two. All that all are spirit-filled, indicating the source of one's life's control. Therefore, uh, uh, Ephesians 5 and 17, therefore, what this means, of course, is because of all the things that we said before, be not unwise or foolish, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Okay, again, what the will of the Lord is, that all be saved. Okay? That be not drunk with wine, whereas there is access, but be filled with the Spirit. Of course, again, the explanation of that. The explanation of that, and I want to make sure some of some have already passed. God wants to go back to that and look at it again. Therefore, because the things I've said before in Ephesians, and, and so, so for the things that I talked to you about for, for those those four chapters up until now, because of the things that have been said, be not foolish, be not unwise or foolish, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. What the will of the Lord is, is that we be saved, and and not only that we be saved, but but point number two, again, that all be spirit filled. And be not drunk, controlled, drunk with wine, whereas there is access. And what the drunk part of it is, and what the feeling of, of the Lord is, and what, what the second principle is, is to be filled with the, with, the, with the Spirit of God. Because the feeling is the controlling. So he wants to make sure that we're saved, and that our lives are controlled by the Spirit of God. So you see how this is, this is, going, to be, this is going to be building on, on one another. So... First point of it is, the will of God for our lives is that we be saved. The second part of it is, is that we are controlled by the Spirit of God. That our lives are controlled by the Spirit of God. Okay? No, be filled. Permit your life to be controlled by the Holy Spirit, whereby the substance of your life will be the will of the, of the things, the will of God. Negative, and so... Make sure that we understand um, what filled with the Holy Spirit means. So that means that that, that that thing has complete control of you. But sometimes we talk about well, we're being filled, filled with the Holy Spirit, but we don't understand the concept of that. This concept is the same of a person that's been filled with fear. I can't move. I, 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 you, you see people that are so filled with fear, they say, I, 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 can't, I, I can't move. And they can't, and they physically feel you cannot move because that thing has taken complete control of them with other people that are filled with rage. Go and kill wife, dog, kill, burn the house down and shoot himself in the head. Okay, just, just, just... Sick. Sick, okay, but that, but not sick, but controlled. Okay, completely controlled by that spirit, okay? Some people are controlled with lust, and you see them, and they, 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 they got to look at every girl of Piper. They got every every theme of the wine. They got to look at it, and, and all in their heart, all in their mind. That's, what, that's all they think about. But that's the thing that controls them. So what he's saying is that, as in as in wine incapacitates a person, do not be drunk with wine, as that wine incapacitate can, can cause you to be incapacitated and completely constrict, uh, 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 controlled by that thing. Let the spirit of God do that. Be that. Let the spirit of God be that. So first of all, we're saved. And then our entire life is controlled by the Spirit of God. Number three. Knowing the will of God, number three. Thessalonians 4 and 3. For this is the will of God, first of all, that we're saved, 
that you abstain from fornication. We abstain from fornication because we are filled with the Spirit of God that also keeps our lives. So you see now that we abstain from sexual sins. Why is that? Because our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Right. Our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Right. And people understood <laughs> that you are saved and your body is the Spirit of the Holy Spirit. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and you go out and commit a sexual sin, you are committing a sin in the same place where God, in the same place where God's at. And you know those things ain't going to work. At all. Period. Okay? So, when you, when, you, when you commit a sexual sin, you are committing a sin against your physical body. And that is, because your physical body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So, 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 number three, save Filled, uh, controlled by the uh, by the Holy Spirit, and that and that you now have control because you understand that, that your body is is a temple of the Holy Spirit. That you keep your temple sanctified and uh, okay and you know uh, 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 and separated. Mm -hmm. It says okay again. I'll, I'll say it again. First of the first of the only is four. four. Thessalonians 4 and 3, For this is the will of God, that you abstain from fornication, that everyone should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. So basically, what we're doing, first of all, say that the Spirit of God control your life, and then we have a part of this also, because it is a relationship. We are keeping our bodies with honor. We're keeping our bodies with honor. So if it's not a sexual sin, there's other things that we can do to our body that causes our body not to be uh, 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 as it would, you would have it. And so those things are required. Sanctification, the four items, abstaining from sexual sins, handle or maintain your body in a pure way, do not give your body to lustful activity, and do not transgress or defraud your neighbor, do not take advantage of other people. So these are the things that we can do in our bodies. Okay, so three things have happened now. We're saved. The Spirit of the Lord has, has, has controlled our lives. And now for our bodies, for everything that we are, for everything that we can, we're keeping ourselves sanctified, and we're also making sure that we are, 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 are with our neighbors being correct and that we're not dividing, uh, defrauding, or taking uh, uh, advantage of them at all. Understand that this is a commandment, and God himself will advance those who are, who. who abuse it. So, those who abuse their body, there's a time that God himself is going to uh, uh, abuse that. Fourth, uh, uh, so three, save, spirit fills, and sanctify it. Separate it. Controlling your body, okay? Knowing God's will, again, because this is where I want to know God's will. I want to be completely sure of what God's will is. Right. Four, uh, uh, item four, of knowing God's will, that we be submissive. Mm -hmm. Ephesians 5, wives submit yourselves to your husbands. That's a ridiculous. They, 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 people make themselves crazy about this. But it's a ridiculous, it, it is a military term. And what submission means is to submit, to, to, to place yourself, to place yourself under a certain other person for a particular thing. So sub means under, and mission is for, well, we know, well, I got this mission, I got this mission, for a task. What are you going to do? So it's placing yourself under it. So now, husbands, wives, submit yourselves under your husband because uh, he's the head. 
but we have to submit ourselves to other people. Okay? I commit. I commit. Young brother Nathan comes in. Uh, you know, I'm singing or whatever things that sort. Uh, young brother Nathan will says, says what pastor says that I'm supposed to uh, do praise and worship. I say, yes, sir, Brother Nation, I'm going to sit myself down. And Brother Nation comes up here, and he does the praise and worship. I submit. And that's what submitting is. And submitting does not give. You do not give up your anything. It does not give up your status, your station, or your skills. But what you are doing is voluntarily making yourself under or part of the group so that the will, you know, and in this case, the kingdom of God is, is, is put forward, but the will of the, of the Lord is done in that, in that mission. Brother comes in, uh, he's doing the media. I said, well, I'll always do the media. Well, no, because the pastor's given him, him that, and so he does the media. I don't touch it. I'm submitting myself to Brother Noble because he, he then has that place, and we, are, and we are to have that as a character. That should be our character. It's not something that we do all that we do for us to say, well, I'm going out and I'm so holy. No, this should be a part of our character. So again, looking at the progression, first of all, we've got to be saved. And the second part is the Spirit of the Lord has to be controlling our lives. The third part is that we're maintaining our body in a sanctified manner. The fourth part is that we are submitting ourselves to each other for the common good. And these are characters. This is showing a picture of the person, okay? And, 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 and in this thing, because the end of it, the end of it, this person is saying, I want to know what the will of the Lord is for my life. I want to know what the Lord will. And so the Lord is saying, putting yourself in this position allows you, putting yourself with these characters, and filling these characters, traits in your life allows you to be in a position of knowing what my will is. So we go forward. So we go forward. So we go forward. Being submission. James 4 and 7, submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Submit to accept or yield to a superior force or to the authority or will of another. Generally for a specific task or, or, or task. To place yourselves under, submit one another and to authority. So it had nothing to do with you giving up your status. Well, oh, oh, well, well, I'm bishop so-and-so, well, I'm pastor so-and-so, and I don't have to, I don't have to deal to, 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 to this guy. No, you do. It depends on what it is. In the military, the person who's the most qualified is in charge. Now, the commander sometimes, we, we had a thing that we used to say, okay, as a master sergeant, we raise lieutenants. And sometimes we rank them, we raise commanders. My, my commander was a general officer. But he come to me and said, Bill, what should I do? What should I do about this situation? How should I fix the situation? The general, extra sergeant. Because in that point, I didn't outrank him, but I was more qualified for him for that position. So the general then positions himself under my authority. Because for that task, I was more qualified to get that mission done. And so we should find ourselves doing that. So you see the, you, you see the progression? Be saved first. Second of Second of all, let the Spirit of God control your life. The third of God, the, the, the third part is that we control ourselves through lust, of, lust of the flesh, but also lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Okay, those three things. But sometimes we got to put our pride and check it at the door. 
You're not Mr. 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 No, we come in here and we're all together. And so if you are more qualified for something, then that should be a part of our character. Not something that you have to do, but it should be a part of us. And so this whole thing is to mold us into a thing where this is normal for us. This is the character of the person that wants to know, what's the will of God for my life? The Lord is saying, if you do these things, I'm going to do something for you. Number five, knowing the will of God, that, he, that his followers suffer, those who, be, those, who would be, those who would be saved must suffer, okay? What does it say here? What does it say here? 1 Peter. 1 Peter 3.17, For it is better, if it be the will of God, that you suffer for well-doing than for evil-doing. Note, God is pleased when we suffer for the good and, and endure it and, and entrust it ourselves to a faithful God. Suffering perfects, suffering creates endurance. So we have to make sure that when we're going through tasks, that we accept that. Why, why, pitiful me? Why not you? Why not you? Why not me? Okay, we understand, again, we, we talked about it back when we were getting ourselves ready for this conversation, that when something comes into our lives, when I say, oh God, why is this happening? Why, why is this thing happening to me? What horrible thing this is that's happening to me, but Lord, okay, if this is happening to me, what do you want me to see in it? Well, what is it that you're teaching me for? Okay, if I'm in this place, why am I here? I spent a whole bunch of time asking, Lord, why did you send me to Kentucky? Of all the places where I could be. Jesus. Why, why would you send me here? All the things that have happened to me while, I, while I've been here, all the horrific things, why did you do this? It's the same thing as the children of Israel asked Moses. Why did God take us out of bondage to send us out here in his wilderness? We are dying in the wilderness. It would be better for us, okay, in the bondage, but at least we could eat, we could drink sometime. But now we're out here in the middle of the place. Why did he do that? Instead of, instead, of, instead of waiting to see, well, there's still a why, but Lord, what is it that you want me to see in this? What are you making of me? If I hadn't came here in this time period, and I see now that the Lord has said that the Lord wanted me to slow down and he wanted me to teach me. He wanted me to be taught. He, I, I, he wanted to send me back to school and um, he wanted me to learn his word. He wanted me to be slowed down in the situation to where I would be pressed hard enough to where I would have to stay in his word. And then staying in his word will present in me a question of, oh man, I like that. Well, I want to know that. And, and so he, he, he could make that of me. But I wouldn't have been able to understand that if I had, if I had stayed where I was at. So sometimes, and even our young folks, you're going through things, and it's like, well, 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 why is this happening to me? Lord, you must hate me. Or, or, or no, no, no. What's he making with you? What's he making with you? What do you know now that you didn't know before? What did you know that the, the, uh, that hard thing has happened to you? What experience do you have? Because now I told, I, 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 I'm a young man that's next to me, and uh, I, he's a captain in the army, and and uh, and he's going through it. He was telling me when I went to his 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 uh, uh, his uh, his his uh, uh, ceremony where he, he became a commander. But before, when he was a captain, and he was just talking back and forth, we talking. I was a captain, and he would and he would come back and he would say, "But I got this dude, I got this dude." I said, "Captain, shut your mouth." You are a captain right now. You are a young officer. You're not a commander yet. So all these things that you're learning are going to be things that's going to be necessary when you're in command. Right now, you screw it up. Somebody else is going to get the plan for it. But sooner or later, you're going to get the plan for it. So you can make your mistakes now, 
before you are a commander so that when you're a commander, you won't make those mistakes. You know what's going to happen if you do that. So if, you, if this happens, you know this is going to happen if you do it this way. So all these things is free. This is free information right now because you're not the person that's responsible. So you can learn these things. And that's what's happening. So we have to make sure that we understand the horrible things that happen to us happen to us for a reason. Our lives, our guys, our lives are hid with Christ and God. Every single one of you guys, you have been saved. You have been, you, you, you know the word of God, the word of God is in you. Your lives are your sins have been, your sins have been forgiven. Your relationship with God may not be correct if you're still in sin, but your sins have been forgiven. That one thing that has happened already. And all the rest of us also. And so the Lord must and so if things come into our lives, we have to understand why those things are coming into our lives. We have to make sure that we're asking ourselves, what does this mean? What does God want me to see in this? And and we get to our place, we get ourselves to a point to where instead of wondering, well, why is this happening to me? But we get to ourselves to where we're questioning constantly, what does God want me to see in this? And there, there, there is where the Spirit of the Lord said, that's exactly where I want you. Because I want you to be able to understand that I'm working something in you. That I'm building something in you. That you can only see through this situation. You can only see through this hardship. You can only see through this, this, this what you call a disaster. You can only see my grace. You can only see my, my mercy. You can only see my power and my, and my, and my grace. Only through this, through this situation. And so that is basically why he allows us to suffer. Because it brings to us, it brings to us, because he is going to bring us out. Amen. He's going to bring us out. Amen. Okay? That, that thing is going to happen. But he wants us to make sure that while we're going through that, we're going through it with joy because we know that he's going to bring us out. So at the beginning of it, we, we can say, okay, fine, I can go through this. I, 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 I can deal with this. I, I, I can endure this. Because that suffering makes endurance in us. So, we got it. In order to know the will of God, the will of God for our lives, but first of all, we, we've got to be saved. You can't fly the flag if you ain't in the group. But, first of all, we've got to be saved. Second of all, we have to be filled with the Spirit of God. Being filled with the Spirit of the Lord means that the Spirit of the Lord is controlling your life. That is, the, that is your immersion. You are immersed. You're baptized in the Holy Spirit of God. You're completely immersed in that, and that, and the Spirit of God in this, controlling your life. Third part is that we are controlling our body. That's our part of it. We're keeping ourselves sanctified. The fourth part of it, 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 it again, uh, fourth part, and I lost myself in there. Jesus. So let's have to go back to the fourth part. Sometimes I lose myself in my in, in my conversation. We submit. Yes, sir. The, uh, the fourth part is being submitted, submitting ourselves, and having a spirit of of uh, of submission. Okay, and that is humility, making sure that we are humble to to God first, and then to each other. Okay. The fifth part is that we. Uh, 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 accept the fact that we are suffering and that we are going to suffer. The sixth part, the sixth part, knowing the perfect will of God, and this is this is this is and this is the final part. Amen. Knowing the will of Him, knowing the will of God. One final principle to knowing the will of God, and the answer to that question 
is the will of God for your life. The answer, and, 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 and what do I do? What do I do? If I want to know uh, the will of God, and, and, and the answer is to do whatever you want. Whatever that thing is in your heart, that's what you want, okay? Because if you are saved, spirit-filled, sanctified, submitted, and suffering, and thankful to God, you are free to do whatever your heart desires. Okay? Why? It's because your desires have become His desires. And His desires have become your desires. Right? His desires are your desires, and your desires are His desires. Psalms 34, 37 and 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. This does not mean that He will give you your desires. It means that He will plant his desires in your heart. Amen. And he's free to plant his desires in your heart because his spirit which knows the mind of God. His spirit which knows the mind of God is now controlling your life. So the desires in your heart are his desires. And he plants those desires in your heart. So that thing that you want to do, that thing that burns within you, that you want to do, and you want to be sure of what it is, if these, if these other five are your life, then that thing that you want to do is exactly the will of God. And you should do it. And you should go for it and be completely genuine and have complete assurance. Have complete assurance that that thing is going to work because it is coming directly from the mind of God. Because the Spirit of God is what controls your life. And nothing in the, in the, in the Word of God says that no one knows the heart of a man except the spirit of that man. Amen. No one knows the heart of a man but the spirit of that man. And so the spirit that makes intercession, the spirit, the spirit, the spirit, the, the, there's our connection between God, ourselves and God. That spirit controls your life. And so what, what God's thoughts are, are now conveyed to your heart through the spirit, which now controls your life. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's how you know the will of God. That's how you know the will of God. So the answer to the question is, what do I do? Whatever your heart desires. Because you do whatever you want to do. Because your want to, he changes your want to's to his want to's. So your wants are his wants. That thing that you desire is the thing that he desires for your life. So that's absolutely correct. And if you feel that burning within you, be completely sure that that's the will of God for you. And that he, as you walk in that thing, he then uh, gives you uh, the, 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 the further insights and also provisions to do that. His will, his will. His will, His will. Your desires, your desires, as it says here, your heart's desires will be His will, reflected by the Holy Spirit into your life. Your steps, your steps are then ordered by, by the Word of God. Ordered. I want to have two, I want to have this, I want to have this, and this, because that's what an order is. And your steps are then ordered by the Word of God. Because the Spirit of God controls your life. And, and, and the mind of God now controls your life. Mm -hmm. And so the things that you wish to do are the will of God. And that's how we know for an absolute fact. If we are following those steps, if we're following those steps and we kept you, and we actually print those out so you can go back through them and read them and find out, look, look at it as a mirror to find out where am I in here? Where am I in here? And that's the Spirit of God that speaks to you in your quiet times. And, and because as, as, as you go back through there, as you go back through each one of these steps and say, Father God, am I here? 
Am I here? Is he, am I doing this? Is it correct? It's his responsibility now to let you know for an absolute fact, yes or no, and to show you where those things are not. But again, that is a result of the Spirit of the Lord controlling your life. That's the Spirit of the Lord. That's again a part of your being filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. That thing that completely immerses you, that controls every single part of your life is the very mind of God. And so He puts then those things from the mind of God directly into your heart. So He gives you the desires of your heart. Right. Because those desires of your heart are God's desires. Right. Because now you have become one. It is a complete symbiotic relationship. You, you are now one. And so it's that way. Following these six steps assures us that we are, are, are in prayer and in the Word of God, which will, will permit the Spirit. Uh, okay, again, following these six steps assures that we are in prayer and in the Word of God, which will permit the Spirit that controls the Word to reflect the mind, the intent, and the will of God. The Spirit of God controls the Word of God, and that Word lives in our life. Mm -hmm. And so then we understand that the Word of God is then directing us in all the things that we're doing. Again, I'll say it again. Following these six principles assures that we are in prayer constantly, because it's going to call us to prayer, it's going to call us to fasting, it's going to cause us to slow ourselves down when we start to get all, 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 all spun up about, about this and that and this and this and this and that. It gives us peace. Calm yourself down. Come before the Lord in prayer. And then the Spirit of the Lord then starts to speak to us because it's, it's His responsibility at this point. If we're in prayer and in the Word of God, which then will permit the Spirit that controls the Word of God to reflect the mind of God and the intent of, uh, of God into our will. So it, it, it reflects the mind and the intent and the will of God into our hearts and lives, making our hearts desires the knowledge of His will. So whatever that thing is now that, that we want to do, that heart's desire that we have now, you can be completely sure it's coming directly from the mind of God. And that is how we know for an absolute fact that we're doing the will. So we're not free to we're not free to live there. We're not free to live that will. I've laid that before you, as as the Lord has laid before us. And I get so much excited sometimes. I see our brother; he seems to be so fluid, and I try to be that way, but I'm not that way because I, I, I'm more, yeah. And, and so, I, but I like it. I think it's, it's, it's a good thing. So anyway, Father God, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this day. We thank you for your word, Father God. We thank you for the mercies of it. Holy Spirit, even as you've given me this, and even as you've blessed, Father God, we ask that you would allow those who have heard these words to hear them and to apply these things to our lives. To our young folks, Lord, that you've given us here, and we bless you that, that you've given them the, 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 the ability and that your Spirit has sent them to hear these things. For it is life to them. It is life to them. And we hope that we pray, Father God, that in these words that we said, that your spirit will allow these words to find a place in their hearts, that they'll be able to look over their lives and see that you've blessed them. And even in the adversities that happen into their lives, that good has come from it, that mercy has come from it, that knowledge and understanding has come from it, that life has come from it, that will continue to come from it. And even we who are older, Father God, that you allow us to open our hearts and our minds and see that you are walking in us 
And as we yield ourselves to you more and more and more, as your spirit, Father God, will open into our hearts and that your, your heart and your minds and your thoughts will be reflected in our hearts. And we will bless you, Father God, with our lives. We thank you for everything you are. We thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to speak to your word, to just speak your word to your people. And since your word will go out, because it will not come and return to you void, but will accomplish that which you desire. Let it be so in us, Father God, as we kneel us before you and confess that you alone are our God, and we will kneel ourselves to no other, neither will we look to any other for respite or comfort, and we kneel ourselves before you for everything that we need. Is in the name of our risen Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ, and we thank you for that. So bless us as we go. We thank you for this day and for this word. Again, I'm Pastor Bill Templeton, and this is Kingdom Life Ministries International in Elizabethtown. Our pastor, uh, Pastor and Dr. Renard, uh, Renard Romero, and uh, his wife, uh, they are in a respite now, and may the Lord bless them as they go, give them rest and, and relaxation uh, in this moment of peace, and and, and, and been away, but in the event, the Lord will keep them and in all their endeavors. And for those who are here, we thank you for coming, and we thank you for being a part of this day. So, and we pray that the Lord has blessed you, and that these words uh, will, will find a place in your heart and in your minds, and give us some clarity and understanding of what it is, because he wishes for us to know him, and to understand him, and, and to have a relationship with him, that is as real as the one that we have with each other right now in this day. So thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for everything you are. Join us next week at the same time. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray this prayer. Again, Kingdom Life Ministries, Elizabethtown, Kentucky. Our, our pastor, our senior pastor, is Dr. Bernard Romero. <laughs> and we thank you for everything. Bless you. We'll see you next time. Good day.